Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on all things silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Who- Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby. A Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SB Nation, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, let's go. How are you feeling on this Victory Monday? How was the sleep last night? Was that coffee tasting a little bit sweeter this morning? I'm sure it was. Welcome to Just Pod Baby, the week four recap show brought to you by SB Nation, Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter as well at egroat 5 Finally, the Raiders pick up win number one, a 32-23 to win over the Denver Broncos. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't the most dominant. It wasn't the cleanest performance ever, but they grinded it out. And sometimes in the NFL, you need to win ugly, especially when you're 0-3. Raider Nation won't be complaining about that at all. Uh, we are here on this Victory Monday to discuss it all. We will chat with Anthony Galaviz, who covers the Raiders for the Fresno Bee. He's a good friend of the show. He's covered uh, Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams going back to their days at Fresno State. So we're going to get some of his takeaways from the win on Sunday. Now, speaking of takeaways, I'm here to give you some of mine. And I believe there were two big themes in this game, and that's what we will discuss here in segment number one. I'm going to start with my first theme of the game. Number one, it was balance. Balance was the key to the success on offense in this game. I've talked about lacking an identity in the previous three games of the season. I don't I do not believe that was an issue in this game whatsoever. It was clear from the start of the game that McDaniels was was going to commit to the run game, and it paid off in this one. Josh Jacobs with a career day, 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. I thought that 43-yard run that he ripped off in the third quarter has to be one of his best runs of his career, uh, if not the best. It was spectacular. I thought he showcased all of his you know, tools on that one, the power, the the cutting ability, um, the spin move, the escape ability, and, and a little bit of that speed he had to kind of, you know, break away there. Not enough to quite uh, get to the end zone, but still a spectacular run by, by Jacobs. And as a team, the Raiders rang up 212 yards rushing on 38 attempts. The yards per carry average was very good. Even Derek Carr chipped in with 40 yards of his own, which I thought was a huge positive. If you have followed me at all on this show, that is one of the things I have always talked about is, you know, him 
needing to be able to to use his legs a bit more. It's something that all the great quarterbacks in the NFL do is is pick up first downs with their legs. And I thought that his nine-yard run that he had on third and five in the fourth quarter of that game was as big as any play in that game. I thought it was huge. And, you know, if he doesn't use his legs and if he does not pick up that first down who knows the Raiders may punt the ball away and we may not be sitting here celebrating you know a victory Monday so um, I I don't think you can really um, under um, you know not talk about that play Um, you can't understate the importance of of that run by Derek Carr Zamir White also chipped in with with 22 yards uh, as well. He had that big run that uh, I'll, I'll get to in a little bit later on here. But overall, you love to see McDaniel's committing to the run, sticking to the run, even when things got a little bit tight in that game. There might have been a couple of series where I could, you know, uh, argue that you know he came out throwing when I when I thought he maybe should have came out, uh, you know, running the ball. But but again, overall, I was pleased with some of the improvements that we saw um, on offense. Uh, with the run game and, and with the play caller. So that's, that's the good news. Um, I do want to get back to Josh Jacobs a little bit. What else can you say about him and his performance yesterday um, and really his performance all season long? I mean, he's he's been very good. And I think for him, not getting that fifth-year option exercise has, has really given him some added motivation. He just looks... He just looks, you know, extremely motivated right now. That's that's really the best way I could say it. He's explosive right now. Um, and I've been open with my opinion on him. You know, I would never pay a running back big money, especially one uh, that has missed as much time as Jacobs has. But, you know, he is he is doing everything he can right now to, to make Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels think long and hard about it, um, at least through four games he is. If he doesn't get paid by the Raiders, you know, he he is putting on um, some good tape. He's putting some good tape out there as he is, you know, auditioning uh, for other teams who may be in the running back market once free agency hits. But that's that's something we'll worry about uh, a long ways down the road. Um, just a couple other th- of, of other thoughts that I had uh, on the Raiders run game. I, I'm a little surprised right now. And this is as a whole, not just from yesterday's game. I'm a little surprised that Jacobs has dominated um, the workload as much as he has. I, you know, I assumed that we would see a bit more of Zemir White at this point. Um, uh, he only had he only has three carries on the season to Josh Jacobs seventy. You know, the Raiders kept five running backs on the roster, and you know when you go back to McDaniel's days in in. New England, they they often used more of a running back by committee, but that is not what you're seeing right now. Um, you know, I assume maybe there's some trust issues still with with uh, the head coach and and Zamir White. That could be part of the reason. You know, he is a rookie, um, but one of the fears that I I do have with Jacobs is if he continues to be used as this bell cow workhorse. You know, can he sustain? This type, this type of workload, and I know that you know he's only has he only has seventy carries through four games, and and the Raiders, you know, until yesterday were attempting the least amount of rushes per game. Um, but I just I do that is something that I you know worried about. I, I you know, I understand that um, when you know you're zero and three and your your kind of season's on the brink here, that you know you're going to ride the better player, who is Jacobs. Um, but it's a long season and, you know, I, I do get concerned about that. I, I would expect to start seeing a little bit more Zamir White here going forward just to kind of 
take some of that, um, you know, wear and tear off of Josh Jacobs. Um, anyhow, uh, getting back to the game, you know, the balance is what I've mentioned. The balance, um, was keyed in this game, 38 rushing attempts to 34 pass attempts. And, and, you know, the passing game wasn't flashy. Uh, Carr wasn't perfect. Obviously not, not, you know, not his best game ever. He was more of a game manager. That's really what he was. I think he threw for 177 yards, no touchdowns, but he grinded. That was, that's a tough Denver defense. Patrick Sertan is legit. You know, the front four is very good. And, and I thought that, you know, they left some points out there. You know, there's still issues in the red zone, two for five, still not what you want to see. And they still were able to put up 32 points. You know, there's, there's they should have absolutely put 40 up. Um, but listen, you know, they won the game. You can't criticize Carr. I know the numbers weren't there, but you can't criticize Carr for the performance when the team wins the game. You know, if, if you're being fair, you can't do that. Now, many of us out there, myself included, and, and, you know, if you've been with the podcast for a long time, you know, I've been open about my feelings with Derek Carr. I don't love him. I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I, I like him. I think he's, uh, you know, a, an average NFL quarterback, but, you know, uh, I, I tend to point out the win loss record and, you know, you can't do that. You, you can't, you can't harp on him because they won the game. Right. So, you know, his numbers weren't great, but the one number that matters is, is the win is the final score and they got the win. So, you know, you're, you're not going to get on Carr's case. Uh, this week. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention about the balance on the offense is that I thought it was huge. It was imperative that Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, you know, got back on the same page. They did that yesterday, nine catches on 13 targets, 103 yards. He received 38% of the, of the target share on offense. So he was a big part of it. And that was a tough matchup. I mean, I, I mentioned that Sertan is legit. He, uh, you know, he 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 and Adams battled all afternoon. He Adams earned every yard and every catch that he had. Um, but again, I thought coming off the the controversy, and you know, some of you may disagree that it was a controversy, but that that's what I called it. You know, I'm talking about the comments made by Dan Orlovsky. I thought it was good to see that Carr and Adams kind of kind of clapped back a bit and, and said, "Hey, listen." we're fine. You know, there, there's nothing here to worry about. So, you know, um, I, I think that we saw them get on the same page, so to speak. Um, the comfort level seemed to be a little bit, um, more there for Carr. I think we saw them connect on some of those back shoulder timing routes. And, and so that was, um, you know, that was important. And I thought that was one of the kind of the low key takeaways for me was, was Devonte Adams and Derek Carr. The second theme from uh, Sunday that I think is is worth discussion is that in this game, what we saw was some of the stars that rose to the occasion for the Raiders. I mentioned the outstanding performance already by Josh Jacobs. Devontae Adams stepped it up, made some some tough plays and you know with a tough matchup. But on defense, it was some of the leaders, three of the leaders really over on that side of the ball. I'm talking about Max Crosby, of course, Nate Hobbs, and even Denzel Perryman prior to him leaving the game with a concussion, you know, really made his presence known out there as well. When your team, again, 0-3 backs against the wall in a must-win, kind of an elimination game, really. I mean, not exactly. Statistically, they're still alive, of course, but, you know, really a game they had to have 
you need your best players to come alive, and, and that's absolutely what Nate Hobbs and Max Crosby did. They wasted little time you know, getting it going in this game. Hobbs had that sack of Wilson in the first quarter. He had a pass breakup later in the game. He just keeps showing up all over the field, you know, making tackles left and right. And that was coming off an injury. So you love to see that. He's playing at a high level right now. He continues to do so. Denzel Perryman, he really set the tone early after missing two games with an injury. You could just you can just see the energy and, and the confidence and the swagger that he brings. Anytime he's on the field with the defense, he's just a, a tone setter. He you know, he makes a lot of big hits and big plays and um, you know, you hope that uh, he will be available for the game on Monday night versus the Chiefs because they're certainly going to need all hands on deck versus Kansas City. He will have an extra day to rest, so you know, keep your fingers crossed on him. But Max Crosby, oh my, oh my, oh my, what a game, what a start to the season for him. Two, uh, two sacks, four tackles for loss, uh, a batted pass just all over the field. And as good as he is... Um, at bringing pressure, you know, off the edge, he has improved so much as a run defender. I mean, just really transformed himself into a, a complete player. He is so much more than just a pass rusher. He is so good with his hands. If you watch those um, Baldy breakdowns that Brian Baldinger puts on his uh, Twitter, he, you know, you see the the clips that he posts. Just so good with his hand usage and his. Uh, his length, he really takes advantage of some of that length that he has. He understands the game so well from a mental standpoint, um, you know, and obviously, you know, he, he has that relentless effort and, and he just loves to play the game. You can see it. It's contagious. And you know what? You, you love to cheer for a guy like him. You just love it. So what a player, what a leader for this Raiders team. And on the season, I went and looked. I wasn't quite sure, to be honest. He's among the league leaders in, in a lot of big-time categories. Four sacks, ranks him fourth. Um, he leads the league in tackles for loss with eight, which shows you just how disruptive he is, you know, all, you know, as a as a run defender as well. And he is tied for fourth with 18 pressures, and that's according to Pro Football Focus. So, you know, as good as he was last year, I think he's off to a better start this year. And and that's and think about this. You know, number one, he got that huge contract. And sometimes, you know, some of these players, they tend to, you know, get a little comfortable when they get paid all that money. <laughs> not the case with Max. Um, and the other thing that I think is important to keep in mind here is that he is not getting any help from anyone else on that defensive line. Imagine what he could be doing if Chandler Jones was, was you know, drawing a double team here or there or if some, they were getting some pressure from the interior part of the, uh, of the defensive line. So it's really incredible what Crosby has been able to do here, you know, kind of virtually, you know, on his own. So those were just two of my themes from the game. And I, and I do think, uh, as I wrap it up here, I do think it was important to get the first win under their belt before they had to, to uh, you know, on the road to Arrowhead. Could you imagine going into Arrowhead 0-4? That would be not good for for morale. We, we all know how tough it is uh, or how tough it has been for the Raiders to, to get a win, you know, in Arrowhead. But, you know, they do have some confidence now. They're coming off a win, and I think having that confidence should, should help them, you know, as they do head into Kansas City. I'm not going to lie, Kansas City looks good right now. Um, it's going to be a challenge. They're going to have their hands full for sure. But Raider fans, you know what? Enjoy this win for now. You've got an extra day to do so. 
Um, the Raiders do not play again until Monday night, and we will have plenty of time to discuss the Chiefs game. Uh, but for right now, it's a victory Monday here on Just Pod Baby. I'm going to step aside and get to a break right now, and when I return, I will give you my turning point play of the game, and we will chat with our guest this week, Anthony Galaviz from the Fresno Bee. Much more to do here on the Recap Show, brought to you by SB Nation, Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. White in the backfield, third, and a long one. White, the pitch, chased by Chubb, blocked by the tight end, Waller, and there he goes! What a run, and what a block! That's critical because of time also, Kevin. Yes, White is a rookie out of Georgia, handoff, Jacobs slips into the end zone, touchdown, Las Vegas! Seven yards! And welcome back to the week four recap show of Just Pod Baby. There you heard the voice of Kevin Harlan from CBS on the call. And that was your turning point play of the game for week four. Zamir White runs for 22 yards on a critical third and one for the Raiders all the way down to the Denver seven yard line. And there you also heard Josh Jacobs finish the drive off with a touchdown uh, to seal the deal for the Raiders to put them up for good 32 23. It was a long 10 play 75 yard drive. Uh, They picked up a couple critical first uh, first downs to extend the drive. There was a lot of strong contenders on that drive, four plays of the game. Uh, Derek Carr scrambled that I mentioned earlier in the show on third and five. That was that was a, a contender for for sure. Devontae Adams caught a, a pass for 17 yards that moved the ball into the Denver territory. But, you know, in the end, I went with Zamir White because it was such a crucial play in the game, a third down and one. Think about it. If they get stuffed at that point, you know, perhaps they go for it on fourth down. Uh, but also maybe they settle for a field goal and you're looking at a 23, uh, a 28, 23 game rather than a 32, 23, um, you know, Denver still with a pulse at that point and a chance to take the go ahead lead if they were able to drive down the field, you know, and, and get a score. But fortunately for the Raiders, they got the first down and eventually got the touchdown. And, and most importantly, they got the win. So that is your week four turning point play of the game. Let's now. Welcome in our guest. We're going to go out to the phone lines and welcome in our guest, good friend of the show, Anthony Galaviz, who covers the Raiders for the Fresno Bee, joins us on the line to help recap the Raiders' first win of the year. And Anthony, it's been a while since we last spoke. I hope you're doing well, my man. Thanks for coming on the show this evening. Yeah, I've been uh, everything well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you know, Anthony, I want to I want to start out tonight. Um, I, I want to discuss two guys that you know very well. You covered Devontae Adams and Derek Carr going back to their days at Fresno State. You know, and that connection has been a little bit absent the last couple of games, but they got back on track this week. No touchdowns, but they connected on a, a couple of important throws, and it was a much-needed uh, effort by those two for an offense that had been struggling. What's your take on on, on that? Um, you know, those two guys, uh, Devontae and Derek, um, 
you know, except except for the uh, first game of the season where he was targeted, it seemed like a hundred times. Um, you know, yeah, it might, it might, to to everybody it might look like because everybody thought that maybe oh wow what they did at Fresno State is going to carry over to the Raiders. Well, it certainly hasn't yet, even though Devontae has what I believe three touchdowns. I'm losing track here early he has, on. Yes, three touchdowns. You got it. But you know, it, it it's uh, I don't see anything there as far as like uh, I know it was brought up on Olszewski last week about you know he's not. He's not hitting Devontae because of this and that. Um, I, I, I just think it's part of part of it is Josh McDaniels what he wants Derek to do, and and, and Derek is trying to find Derek is trying to you know learn his system still. But you kind of see the lamp yesterday where they might have caught you know like oh wow this this is okay this is this is what we expect to do, and so Derek went back to Devontae yesterday you know made some key catches uh, especially in the fourth quarter to keep that clock rolling uh that led to that late touchdown to seal the deal uh but i i just think that you know yesterday could you know might carry over you know for the rest of the season i mean i, I mean of course you know Derek was hitting back Collins a lot last week last week where he had like 100 100 plus yards a lot of yards and Devontae just what had uh, uh pedestrian type uh, yards but even though i want to say pedestrian it's still a lot of yards for a guy like him you know but you know, I, I just think that, you know, Derek and Devontae will – I feel those two guys are just going to continue to pick up and it's just going to carry over. It's going to help the Raiders long, uh, a long way for the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and I don't think you're wrong to say, you know, he was a bit pedestrian. I, I think that's that's exactly what he was. You know, five five catches for 36 yards last week. But, you know, as we said, uh, you know, they connected nine times for over 100 yards yesterday. So you, you hope that – that is something to build on going forward. One of the other big things that I've been talking about on the show uh, this evening is how I felt that um, in the first three games of the season, the offense kind of lacked an identity. I've been really harping on that a lot. That was not the case this past week. They rode Josh Jacobs to 28 carries, 144 yards, and Josh McDaniels really put an emphasis on this game uh, to run the football, and it paid off in this one. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, I, I really thought that these past three games, they should have ran the ball more. Um, you know, you, you look at the Arizona game where they there was no they had no business playing that Arizona team in overtime. Now, had they run the ball often, early and often, I, you know, we'll be sitting here with a different record. You know, I'm not saying we, but they'll be sitting with a different record. You know, I Josh Jacobs has proven, minus his injuries in the past, he showed that he's very durable. He 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 could get the yards. He fights for yards, uh, yards yards after contact. He's proven he could he could do that. And you saw it yesterday. And you're saying to yourself, well, how could they do this in the last game? How could they do that against Arizona? How could they do that against the Chargers? Uh, well, now you know Josh McDaniels sees that. Hey, you know we got a guy who could carry the load and close out games. Last year and the year before, you saw that you know where he closed out games. And you you need to feed the ball to Josh Jacobs if you want to come out with a win. Now, obviously, you know you don't want to be behind, you know, where you're trailing, where you're going to be throwing the ball as often, you know. But you know, I, I think Josh Jacobs, you know, he sets the tone for the team. You know, whether they have the ball for first or you know they get the ball, you know, take possession um, to open the game. But you know, it all starts with Josh Jacobs, I believe. Um, you know, he's he, he, just just a different look at him this year. 
he talked about yesterday, like he, you know, he put down, he lost like ten pounds before the season, and he feels a lot better. Like you're, you're seeing that, and, and, and you're not sure about the offensive line, but the, even the offensive line, you know, they create a hole for him, and that that was, that was the sort of things that come from the Raiders, you know, with the offensive line. But yeah, Josh Jenkins, you know, he, you know, he did what he wanted to do, and and he's not going to come out saying like I want the ball. But you could tell that he he does want it, and he wants to help help the team come out with the win. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right about Jacobs looking a little bit extra motivated. In fact, I was talking about it in the first segment of the show. I think a lot has to do with the fact that he didn't get that fifth year option exercised, and you know, I, I think anytime a player is. Uh, in a contract year, you always see that extra added incentive, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing here with Josh Jacobs. And, and you mentioned the offensive line as well. Um, you know, I, I wanted to touch on that real quick with you. I thought, you know, I, they were a big concern for me coming into the season, and and I think that. Um, you know, some of those concerns are still there. The pass protection is a little bit iffy, but I thought they're they're, they're showing that they can definitely um, block it in the run game. It was the fourth different starting lineup that they had in as many games, um, but it does seem like the coaches are starting to kind of settle in with at least, you know, five or six guys here that they they feel a little bit more comfortable with, with versus the seven or eight guys we were seeing, you know, in the first two games. What, what's your What's your take on that? Yeah, I saw a lot of improvements yesterday, uh, minus the Luminor, where he had that penalty. I just think that how they close out the game is how they're going to start off the game next week with those same five guys. You know, Barnes is playing well. Uh, you know, you know, Mudford. Um, you know, and the the other rookie. You know, I mean, I was impressed by that yesterday. It's like, wow, you know, granted, yes, you know, there, there's a little iffy there on pass protection, but. When you when you do when you run the ball, you can see they're trying their hardest to to make you know make it easier for uh, Josh Jacobs, and I, I just think that kind of like last year where they started off slow the you know on the line, but then as the season progressed, they got better. You know, you, you saw a lot of you saw a lot of improvements, and you know, Nick's actually here and there, you know, rotating. You know, it might have seemed like you know might have hurt maybe Derek the most because you're not sure like who's coming in and how I'm going to be protected, even though they're practicing, you know, during the week. But, you know, game action is a lot different than practice, you know. And you're seeing different players coming at you rather than the same players you see in practice. But I, I just think that these, this offensive line, I think, they could, I, you know, don't be surprised if they keep their, you know, the same five guys that was, you know, producing yesterday. Um, you know, but then again, they'll probably, you know, bring in another guy here or there. But just look at the snap counts, you see, like, oh, you know, you might see, you know, the same, you know, the same guys, you know, moving forward, you know, with Bars and Miller, uh, Mudford. Yeah, Parham. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Parham, right. Yeah, so I, I it, agree. It's just, I agree. I would definitely like to see them settle in on, on a rotation for sure. Um, Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee is our guest this week on Just Pod Baby, the week four recap show. And you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Galavis underscore the B. Um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about uh, is Amik Robertson. I see that you have a story out uh, right now about him over at the Fresno Bee, and I encourage everyone to go out there and, and check it out. He is a guy who has, you know, he hasn't really been given a much of an opportunity uh, to this point in, the, in his career. The the opportunity that he has been given in, in, in the past seasons, you know, he didn't really make the most of it. But he is the next man up right now in the secondary. 
uh, as they are currently dealing with some injuries right now to the cornerback position. And, and, you know, I thought he rose up to the occasion with that big scoop and score. I know it kind of fell into his lap, but he he, he definitely uh, made made a play there with the return. Um, that's back-to-back games now for him with, with a big play. And, and it looks like he is after a slow start to his career has, has kind of turned the corner a bit and, and, and is showing some, some good signs. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. Amix is showing a lot of progress here. Um, before the season started, I really didn't have him on the initial 53 man roster. And he showed in that last game against the Patriots or preseason game that I belong on this team. You know, I, I make plays, you know, you keep me, I've got a big place for you. And he, he proved that yesterday with that football recovery where he just, you know, like, oh, shoot, you know, I guess the ball popped into my hand right here, you know, and he just, I looked like he was a little bit surprised. He was like, you know what, I got to run it back. You know, we got to get a touchdown here off this because it's been a while since the Raiders had defensive touchdown. What, the last time was back in 2019 when Eric Harris had that pick six uh, against Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I believe it was three. I think it was three three years ago. I, I think it was like 43 games or something along those lines, something outrageous like that. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that is something that the Raiders needed. And Amik brings a swag, you know, on the defensive side. You know, uh, that's, you know, you t- you talk about Amik, but you also have, you know, Hobbs. I mean, those two guys, two young guys, you know, especially Amik, you know, has shown that, you know, he could make plays that he could be depended on, you know, regardless of his size, you know. And it sure did, you know, I'm sure Judy's regretting, you know, mocking him for saying that he's too short because after that, every time he threw the ball to Judy, it seemed like Amik was there to tackle him. Even though he finished with three tackles, Amik was there. It's like, hey, you know, I'm short, but I could, I, I could still tackle you. You know, I could make plays. I could score a touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's really surprised me a lot. And, you know, he has that chip on his shoulder. You know, he's an easy guy to talk to. I did, I did in the locker room that second game uh, when they lost to the uh, Cardinals and just get your reaction. But he's so positive about a lot of things, and that's what you need from guys. You know, he's he keeps his head up. You know, it's like we're going to keep digging. We're, you know, we're going to keep fighting. You know, that's all they can do. And Amik says, you know, Amik brings that presence where something that the Rangers need on defense. You know, you you, you have that Crosby. I mean, they all feed off each other and just – it was pretty good to see, you know, for a beat to get that touchdown off that fumble recovery. Yeah, and I think I think you nailed it when you said he he brings a lot of swag to that defense, and I and I think it's important, especially at the cornerback position. You have to have that confidence that even if you are beat, like he was earlier in the game, he he kind of you know I won't say he was beat, but he tripped and, and kind of fell there, and yeah. you know gave up that big play. You know he recovered from that very well, and he didn't let that one play you know ruin his game. He 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 stuck in there, and and he, he played a good game. Um, one of the other players that you mentioned had a really good game was Nate Hobbs, and that is one of the themes that I have been on throughout the show as well is that. You know, the Raiders stars rising to the occasion. Um, you know, we mentioned the performance of Josh Jacobs, um, Robertson and, and Devontae Adams, to name a few guys. But how about Max Crosby? I mean, I know this is like stating the obvious, but when when your team is 0-3, needing a win badly like the Raiders did yesterday, your best players have to step up. And that is what we saw from Max Crosby. Talk to us about his performance. You know, it's no surprise what Max has been doing since he joined the Raiders, since they drafted him. You know, um, he's he's the motor of that defense. You know, and he he brings that he brings that look. You know, on the field where okay, we got Max here. We know he's gonna come at us. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, 
you could double him all you want. You know, he's always going to find a way. He's going to spin around and get to the quarterback, you know. And he got to Russell Wilson, who was just wide open. He just darted in there and just stacked him. Uh, you know, Max, Max you know, that's what you want from a player, you know, where he's going to bring that 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 presence where he's not going to give up. He's going to keep coming at you, you know. If I was part of that, I'd be like, oh, where's Max? You know, who, who who's going to cover him? I mean, I mean, that was a, that was a, you know for Max Crosby to join the Raiders and for them to draft him. I mean that that was a, that was a, that was a good uh, that was a good selection and it paid off because as you remember when he first started with the Raiders, you know he looked a little bit you know not you know muscular but now he's bulked up and where he you know it doesn't you know the thing about Max is he he loves playing the game he he you know remember that. Remember that year when he was injured and it was, he just wasn't himself, even though he still continued to play? That's who he is. Absolutely. You know, he, yeah, I think he had a cast on his hand, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 And then then later on, he revealed that he he was dealing with some type of injury, but still he, he continued to play. Um, that says a lot about Max. And it just seems like he's on a terror here. Like, you know, he's just – his Pro Bowl year last year is carrying over to this year. I mean, that, that's what you want from the defensive end, you know, for him to you know, create havoc. You know, uh, if he's not sacking the quarterback, at least he's putting up pressure. And, you know, quarterbacks are taking note of that. You know, like, okay, we got back to somebody needs to, you know, contain him. But it's hard to contain a guy when he just, you know, he just keeps on coming at you. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's relentless and he's off to a heck of a start here in this young part of the season here. Um, I do have one more for you before I, I get you out of here, Anthony, and I, and I appreciate the time that you're giving us here. I just want to look ahead now to, to week five here and, and, and maybe a little bit beyond. I want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but, you know, the Raiders have obviously dug themselves into a hole that is going to be very tough to get out of at this point. Um even coming off the win, but they do travel to Kansas City this week, a place that has not been kind to them in the last 10 years. Um, but when you look at the next few games, you know, it, it doesn't appear to be as difficult of a stretch as they are going to be wrapping up here um, against Kansas City. And I, and I know the data and the metrics are not on the Raiders' side as far as, you know, being able to make the playoffs at one and three. But, you know, is, is it crazy to think that with, you know, with, with 13 games remaining, that they still can make a run and, and make things interesting in the next couple of months? Or, or are you more, you know, in the camp that you, you still think there's some major concerns here, um, you know, with some of the things that have plagued this team, um, you know, and, and it might be a very, very difficult challenge to even think about getting into the playoffs? I don't think there's any major concerns there because I saw a lot of improvement yesterday against the Broncos. You know, something that you wanted to see from them, you know, because they were in those first three games. You know, you, we could be easily talking that they're 4-0 right now, but, but you know, realistically, they're 1-3. Uh, but looking at the schedule, it looks very favorable, you know, coming up, you know, minus Kansas City. You know, who knows what happens, what's going to happen to Kansas City. The Raiders shocked everybody when they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, uh, what, a couple years ago? And then they made that trip around the Arrowhead and they had that little <laughs> celebration. Yeah, that might not but, have been the best move ever, oh. but <laughs> that victory yeah, lap. <laughs> yeah. But no, you know, you got to remember at one point last year, the Raiders were six of seven and they still got in, you know, and they, they made that run. And you look at the schedule coming up after the Chiefs, after the bye week, you know, it's very favorable. Yeah. Jacksonville, you know, they look, you know, they look decent. Uh, Houston, you know, 
you can't never overlook any teams, but still, you know, these these games coming up when you got the Texans, you got you know the Jaguars. I believe the Saints. The I believe the Saints and the Colts. Yeah, are also yeah. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Those games are winnable. You know, and if they could pick up those those wins, hey, they're in business. You know, look, season's still young. There's a lot to still be played for. You know, I, I you know, and, and bar any major injury to the key players, you know, it's a matter of time before the Raiders could hit their stride and just pull out the win streaks here. They're capable of doing that. Yeah, and and I think you're right. I think I think when you also when you consider the division, you know, I, I think the Chiefs are are you know head and shoulders above the other three teams in the division. But you know, uh, Denver obviously has some issues on offense right now. Uh, the Chargers dealing with a lot of injuries. So you know, I, I've seen crazier things. But uh, anyhow, Anthony, we appreciate the time. Uh, everyone, go out there and give Anthony a follow on Twitter at agalaviz underscore the b. Uh, check out his work over at the Fresno B and Anthony. We we love uh, you know having you on, and we we always appreciate the, the time and the insight you give us. Uh, thanks for having me on, Evan. All right, there he goes, Anthony Galaviz, everyone from the Fresno Bee. Please go out there and give him a follow on Twitter, read his stuff on the Fresno Bee. And, you know, I've had him on a bunch of times over the years. He's always willing to, you know, come on and help me out, and uh, he does a good job for the Fresno Bee, so uh, check him out. All right, Raider fans, time for me to wrap it up. It's getting close to my bedtime now, but you will hear from me again later this week on the preview show, a real big one coming up in Kansas City, another division matchup. But in the meantime, enjoy the win. You've earned it, Raider Nation. It's been a tough start for you, but you hung in there. You got through it. You got that first win under your belt. We will talk to you soon. Until the next time, everybody, I am Evan Grote. Have a great week, and as always, just win, baby.